Welcome to this week's episode of Haywood's Take on Hollywood. Hi, guys. That seemed a little, a little long, you know? Okay. That was good. Yeah, Thank right. you. I'm doing my best here. It is uh, 8 a.m. A.m. The first a.m. pod. A.m. to the PM, So I'm just PM trying to, to, uh, to wake us all up. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm running on like three and a half hours of sleep. So you could get some interesting takes. Deranged. Oh yeah. Well, I had one hour of sleep. Yeah, I bet you did. You know how people always went up you with how yeah. little little sleep yeah, they how, got. How they're more deserving of being tired than you are, but we're all just adults that are always tired. Yeah. <laughs> Adulthood. Check Post Malone's cheek tats. They say always tired. <laughs> Chan should get some. Yep. This week's episode is all about the future of humanity. Or not, or not, not humanity, humanity. Uh, of robotity, absolutely technology, AI, itty. So before we dive into our two movies this week, uh, which are Her and Ex Machina, we thought we would do an activity based around uh, that genre. So um, we're going to choose our top five Earth-based futuristic films. I have a question. Are we including in our top five these two movies, or are we going to have like expand that to a seven and then like just give it? I'm assuming think, these are all, yeah, these, I think, each of these are in our top well, fives. They would make our top fives, but to make the lists more interesting, I think we should. Let's do five non these movies. Because I think all three of us would agree that these two movies are in the top five of that genre. Yeah. Probably my top two. I think they're probably my top two. I would agree with that. So it'd be kind of like a little lame. So for this us would to be a top three. So Throw an asterisk on there. These two the next movies, five. right? The next five. And we'll yeah, when we when Trevor makes it, Trevor, our social media manager, uh, makes the graphic. He'll throw in. We'll we'll order a little them caveat. As well. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have all seven. Awesome. Well, I think we should start with Sean. Okay, I'm going to go with one, probably the one I watched first in my life, which was Minority Report. Never seen it. I haven't seen oh it. My Tell gosh. us about Tom it. Tom Cruise, correct? Tom, it's a Tom Cruise film. What I, what I remember specifically is me and dad rented this from Blockbuster when oh. like I was just old enough to watch like adult movies. So I was probably 12 or something, 11. And so I remember being like, whoa, cinema, you know? And uh, it's freaking great. It's Tom Cruise is in the future. They're he, they're like predicting crime before it happens. Like, not even so much predicting, but like foreseeing crime before it happens and then stopping it. Mm. And then the twist is not twist, but just Wait, like don't no, not, twist. not the twist. Just like what okay. makes it a movie is oh, okay. he is an agent of that, and then all of a sudden he's. His name pops up. As, oh, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the I can't believe you guys haven't seen Minority. Yeah, I know it's it's on my list. Holy buckets! I know yeah. there's a reference to it in a Childish Gambino song, so I probably should have. Yeah, you probably should have just based on that alone. That's your uh, anyway insight into culture. Yeah, I think when again, so when Trevor, he'll we'll like order these. I think this is just kind of like so in I, random I, order. Yeah, this is random order for me. At we least. haven't guys, thought hard enough to put it in order. It, it's the AM. If it was the PM, <laughs> I'd have I'd have. More like Excel spreadsheets. We'd be speaking Latin if it was. Yeah, it'd be a whole thing. But anyway, that's the first one I wanted to mention. Okay, I want to mention one that's very important to me. Arrival. 
it's incredible. We've already mentioned it actually for a sequel. I did. Oh yeah. Yep. You said you wanted it for a Great potential movie. sequel. Big fan. I think uh, it's my next favorite of this list, and it's one that's really important to me. Amy Adams is just firing on all cylinders. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. Again, highly recommended. If you haven't seen this movie, I would recommend it for anyone. Yeah, I, I agree. Some, um, some fun psychological stuff. Yeah, some and cool... aliens are involved. Oh yeah, we didn't really. I don't know if we did like yeah. explain. Did we say that? Like... I said what the list is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're terrestrial future, yeah, way more Earth based. Yeah, because we're not talking Star Wars here. So if you're like thinking, you know, anyway, and so yeah, this one, while aliens are involved, it's like that's not the main focus. It's like it's very human. Very human. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'll go then. Great. Children of Men. Is mine. So this isn't necessarily like a technology futury movie. However, it is set in the future. It's about the premise is that people are no longer able to have kids like across the world. And it's like a whole crazy thing. And it kind of turns, you know, apocalyptic E. And I think that it's just so it's one of my uh, top 25. It was on my list. But I think Children of Men was an easy pick for me. Yeah, it was um, on my list as well. It's astounding. Yeah, it was my the last one I was going to mention. Number five, Children of Men. Ten out of ten. I like it. I could just snake around again, or how do we want to do this? Either way, I'll go. I'll yeah. do another. Great. Yep. Um, this one is also in the near future, but once again, not super tech based. But there's a little bit. It's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It was on my short list. Um. In the near future, you're able to have a surgery where you forget about someone or something, I guess. Um, and it has Jim Carrey in a dramatic role. Crushing it. And he destroys oh, it. He's Kate a, Winslet. Kate Winslet. It's a great movie. Interesting premise. I find comedians do really well when they are like in a drama role. I feel like they're like yeah we get like Adam Sandler and Robin Williams Uncut Gems. yeah Robin yeah it's like I feel like they come in and they just like bring this like emotion or something I think they have such like, a like pulse on what makes us human yeah because they have to know what's funny well they've yeah. got yeah, that's tears of a clown as a as a term they use like a lot of comedians have a lot of dark baggage yeah yeah and they use comedy to combat that and so when they can tap into that. Yeah, I it's powerful. Yeah, so this is a, a good example of that. Like, yeah, it's 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 one of one of the best. Can you forget someone who's played such an important role in your life? And it's just it's, oh, it's just so lovely. I mean, what is love? Just like thinking about that right now, I love that. Movie. Is love memory? Oh, baby, don't hurt me. <clears throat> so good. So should I go? Just cut. Yep. Just snake around. Snake again? it around. Awesome. Um, one that I don't think will be on your guys' lists is Catching Fire. Hunger Games? Hunger Games. I had the Hunger Games on my list. Oh, The first one. Okay. I think the second one is my favorite of the series. So I had to say Catching Fire. Um, It is Earth-based. It takes place in uh, North America. Um, Utah is actually the capital. Yeah. According to the maps, which is interesting. Right. Shout out, Utah. Yeah, shout out. Um, I mean, if California keeps moving here. Hey, how about, them, how about them real estate prices? <laughs> am I right? If we get an MLB team, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm not. Don't get them going. Don't get them going. Um, I think this is a perfect blockbuster movie. It is um, really entertaining. 
Uh, it's really beautiful. And if you haven't seen it, then who are you? But also see it. Another great, there's some decent technology in it, but there's also, it's not like super, that's not the focus, but I think just the another post-apocalyptic, what it'd be, I mean, obviously it'd be nuts if all this happened, but. Uh, <laughs> it's not the future we're gunning for. But it could happen, you know, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But the price of eggs. <laughs> Sean, what you got? So, so mine are like now hearing your list. Yours, yours are like some of my favorite movies that are like kind of future in the world are not on my list. Mine are all very tech, tech based. Okay, sweet. right. So just know that as a caveat. But my next one is uh, The Matrix on my list. Mm. One of the best films of all time. Action is insane. Uh, you know, has it been co-opted by some gomers? Yeah, but they can just continue to be gomers and talk about their red pilling and this, that, and the other. Anyway, but they missed the point, honestly. That's beside the point. But anyway, it's like, it was. It just like introduced this whole like, like idea to like, oh, wow, this could all be a simulation. At first it was like, oh yeah, that's a crazy premise. And now it's like, wait a second. Wait. Well, I, I watched this last year for the first time. I think you it was know. 22 or 21. Yeah. And uh, didn't think it'd be my movie, right? By a lot of, like, I guess because of who really takes ownership of this movie as far as, like, our culture goes. Yeah. And just, like, the the nerdiness of it, I thought it wouldn't be for me. And it wouldn't hold up. You thought the nerdiness of it wouldn't be for you. I know. I, I don't know. It's funny because the <laughs> more I look into here. things that I have previously considered nerdy, I always love them. Like, anime. Yeah. Anyway, Tyler's, my boyfriend Tyler's got me into anime. And uh, it's, like, really good. Anyway, sorry. That's beside the point. Matrix, turns out it was for me. Freaking Keanu. And, like, seriously, the, probably still, to this day, some of the best action in movies. It's so good. Well, well, and it's also directed by two trans women. Yeah. Yes, we love that. Well, and, uh, the sequels are good. They're not as good as the original, but, like, it's a fun world. Did yeah. you see the most recent one? Yeah. I it's like, things. It was. I liked it a lot. It was, it was very meta. Sweet. Um, not breaking any ground saying that word to describe that movie, but I think they were try- they were very outwardly trying to do that. Cool. But it was really good. Matrix, you know. Sweet. Watch it. Okay. I'm snaking. So uh, I'm going to do this other unknown movie called Terminator. I'm actually going to go Terminator 2. Salvation. Well, it's I guess it takes place in the past, but you know, I mean, come on. Is the second one Salvation? Judgment no, Day? Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. I'm an idiot. Yeah, you're so dumb, dude. <laughs> Anyway, technically, I guess it's the past, but it's, you know, it's, come on, it's the Terminator. There's, it, they go to the, it, like, the Terminator's from the future. So I I'll, think it I'll counts, count it. right? It, it fits the spirit of what we're doing here. It does. I think so. Um, the second one specifically is so freaking dope because you have Arnold, but then you also have another kind of big bad, and he's crazy. And like, and, and how, like, his technology is even, like, way more superior to, to, to Arnold. It's got the classic lines. It's got the, the classic badass chick as the as the lead, and and um, the sun is really fun in this one. And holy cow, it's a it's a fun ride. And uh, you know, Terminator. Again, I'm just I'm hitting bangers here. Here's so. the thing. Uh, I feel like I am unqualified to be on this podcast because I have not seen that movie. Well, the first one or the second? I haven't seen Terminator movies. So here's the thing about Jake. I understand if you want to kick me out. Hey, right Jake, now. have you seen Jurassic Park? Stop it! Don't... Here's the no, thing. I have not. 
Jake is Jake is a full time student, and this and that the other. So for now, he has a pass. In one year from now, when he's graduated and he's had you know three four months, we're gonna give him a list of movies that he'll have to have seen in order to remain. I love that. In order to give feel a free to uh, <laughs> contribute to that list. Check out my letterbox. Hey Jake Wood. And, it's actually uh, Hey Jake thirteen that's on really letterbox. Oh, okay. No. Oh, I need a I need some uh, continuity between my Instagram and right. Letterboxd. Hey Jake thirteen. Hey Jake thirteen. Jake check Letterboxd. out my watch list. Uh, give me crap. I want to watch good movies. So, like, hey, speaking of a good movie, I have my next one. Oh, I, it's back to it's me. The snake. Oh. And uh, because a few of mine have been taken, I'm, I'm actually first... not gonna feel bad about mentioning this one. Right. Mad Max Fury Road. That actually wasn't my next one, but I was. Is on... it on everyone's list? It's not yes. because of the oh, because you thought mine's my, way more tech based, but okay. it would definitely be in my top five. Yes, this is definitely a Sean. Sean has yeah. a more optimistic view of the future than we do, I guess. <laughs> we're talking like apocalypse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mine are less apocalyptic, more like robots, Beep, technology, boo boo bop, Mad Max, <laughs> Fury Road. Um, when I first started legitimately watching movies with Sean, um, I expected to not really like a lot of quote unquote bro movies. Just like dude movies, I don't know. I just I tend to like the more uh, subtle emotional dramas the most. Um, but I couldn't believe that actually action movies can be really, really, really good and really human. And um, Mad Max Fury Road is a car chase movie for the whole movie, the entire time, and it is in the future and it is beautiful, insane. And insane, and the the it's just one of the most beautiful things to look at the ever. The practical stuff is cool. The the digital stuff is cool. I remember seeing an interview, Charlie Theron, with is Charlie cool. Theron, and um, who's our boy, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy. Um, they were talking about like how they it's George Miller, right? Is that the yes? George Miller is the director. He directed Happy Feet. Um, you know, I'm a Happy Feet <laughs> fan. Find yourself a man who can do both. <laughs> Uh, they were interviewing and, and uh, they were like, yeah, we didn't think this would end up being a great movie. Like we were so confused as to what was happening. The world was just like, we just did our best with what we had. And then they saw the final product and it was, yeah, it was a, a complete masterpiece. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it turns out George Miller knew exactly what he was doing, even if no one else knew what he was doing. Yeah. One of those like undeniable like. Like you said, it's not your genre generally. Like we've even mentioned before how like action may not always be your thing. Right. You can kind of check out. This isn't one where you check out. No. Like it's, it, all. Is, it is, it is like, like not to, like it's pedal to the metal in a, that, like, you know, but like, like the pacing and like the, like it, you can just stay in it the whole time and it's freaking, I'm all in on it. So yeah, I agree with everything I uh, said about that we're back to sean nope trevor yeah yep. you guys just yeah we don't really like yeah it's fine trevor oh but do you like especially Bra- in the but AM. do you like blade runner 2049 that was i think that was going to be on my list blade runner 2049 is my next pick i think that's um tell us sure. about it I'll, I'll give you know not to be negative i think the first one is meh meh i'm with you maybe i think it's like a glass of lukewarm us. milk do you think you, know? you need to see it before watching blade runner trying no i haven't i don't think so i did in fact it might have ruined it so maybe <laughs> maybe you need to watch the first one because then when you watch a significantly more beautiful and coherent movie you're gonna be like 
I think um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is super dope. I think I, agree. I think Ryan Gosling did great. I love how just quiet and like I don't know his, his character. Harrison Ford is Harrison here. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is here. Harrison Ford, my yeah. wife's celebrity crush. Not not past Harrison Ford. Current Harrison Ford is my wife's his so 80s. celebrity crush. Old man. Hot. Um. Blade Runner twenty forty nine is so good. I think the set design is incredible. The coloring is incredible. The direction is incredible. I really like the story. There's Anna de Armas. You know, we're going to be talking about two movies where you fall in love with an AI slash robot. She, once again, same thing. You know, when, spoiler alert, when things happen to her that are, you know, sad, right? It's sad. It is. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was very good. One of just the most, like, visually stunning movies of the last 1,000 years. It's yeah, <laughs> it's just seriously so, so good. Yeah, and the cover. I mean, you you need it's only good cover. You need only look at the cover art um, to to know the vibe of the movie visually. It's very good. Sweet. So I have one more. So yep. do it. I'm gonna go with an animated movie called Wally. So it takes place on Dog. Earth a lot. Oh, but it's no humans on Earth. Just That's Wally. Okay. Putting garbage into piles for years and years. I love. Wally. I didn't think of that. I um, love that movie. I thought of it Wally, as space based, but you're but right. There's I would say it starts out on Earth. No, it does. And they end up ends on Earth. Ends on Earth. I would say it's it's in space the a lot. Goal is we to would go be, back to but Earth. it's about right. Earth. They're, not ho- they're hovering right over right. Earth. So yeah. anyway, I think I think Wally's great. As a kid, I didn't like it, um, but I think it was just because I was a fool. I don't know. I think it's like I maybe think, more for adults. I think it is. like it though. Yeah. Um, well, they have taste. Like, they are taste. I think the love story between taste. him and Eva is yeah. so good. I think. Dude, when they're flying in space and doing oh, a little dance, I'm just like, Geez. it is stunning. Yeah, when you go to like World of Color at California Adventure mm-hmm. and it shows Wally like flying with a fire extinguisher, it's like one of the space. most beautiful. Dog. So underrated. Well, and it's it's like a very dark future, but it's also very like. I mean, yeah, people are getting chubby, and the Earth is getting cloudy. So, like, uh, pretty accurate. It's kind of, yeah. kind of how it's going. Yeah. Um, and just the hope that it brings to the little boot yeah. with the plant, and oh, I, I just think it's a great, simple, well done movie about the future and you know the the dangers of it, but also, I think there will always be hope if there are people who. Or robots, even, who do the right thing. I think it's a masterclass of visual storytelling. He doesn't talk really that much. He says Wally and Eva. Wow. Uh, she doesn't really talk that much. She says Wally and Eva, <laughs> and I think it's she most more. of the movie. Pretty sure Eva says more. I think so. She probably says some things she's programmed to say, but I don't think she doesn't just straight. Yeah, it's talk. not just like full yeah. on. Yeah, you're right. And and we know everything we Dude, need to yeah. know. I didn't even had that on my list but not because it wouldn't have been but because i didn't think about it incredible so what are your five movies so children of men eternal sunshine of the spotless mind the hunger games blade runner 2049 and wally i felt like interstellar to me was too spacey so was the martian unless you guys have it nope um anyway so those are mine great do you have all your five already i have all my five already oh i think i only have three Oh well, then let's. Well, well it's because some of mine were doubled with Trevor, so we didn't talk about them separately. 
Oh, well, another one that I watched fairly recently has my boy Ethan Hawke, also the actress who will play my sister one day. Um, she's it, I forget. Uh, I think Florence Pugh? No, uh, I think her name's Sarah Snook. She's on Succession, for those of you who watch Succession. And she's an incredible actress, and she acts just like my sister. Anyway, she's in this movie, not acting like my sister, but um, it's Ethan Hawke and her, and it's a movie called Predestination. Did I already say that? No. Nope. Um, it's, gosh. <laughs> I don't think either of you have seen it. No, nope. I, I definitely don't want to spoil it. It's one of those that you get to the end and your jaw drops. Um, there's time travel involved. It's very future. I dude, I honestly don't want to say. That's all you have to say. Yeah. A high recommendation for us to watch. Please do, and you'll be. What year did it come out? Jake? Ah, that's a good Jake question. Had oh, it I just up. had it pulled up on Letterboxd, and now he's going further away. There it is. Just a sec. And then her name is Sarah Snook. Yep, 2014. Yeah, yeah. Okay. kind of under the radar, but freaking so good. My buddy Eric, um, shout out Eric. Um, we were chatting about it, and again, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, he was like saying how how cool it is. I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I just and so yeah, that that definitely fits the the spirit of this one. And then um, my last one that hasn't been mentioned that I want to say, I actually watched it two nights ago. Ooh, it's a Spielberg. Oh, I have an idea. Can I guess? Yeah, AI. AI. I I thought you know it was as I was picking a movie to watch, I was like, why not watch one that fits the mold? Um, I, I, it was really, it was really good. It was about a, this like little, uh, boy, like the premise is basically like a boy robot, a little boy comes into this world of like robots and humans who are trying to figure each other out. And he's basically almost like a Pinocchio. And they're like, it's like very, like they outwardly talk about it. He like wants to be a real boy. And it's very mm. emotional and heartfelt and really cool and it fit and especially fits along with the two that we chose, which are her and Ex Machina. Like very like are we human or are we dancer? <laughs> yeah. It's little Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. And he crushed it. Well, and I would say it's second only to the Simpsons uh, parody of it called Bart <laughs> Bartificial Intelligence. Um, which probably is exactly the but movie. But quick note, with, though, The Simpsons, so if we're talking about predicting the future, I think The Simpsons has the most accurate prediction of the future. There's Just in general. Look up, like, an article about it. Like, there's so many things. Kind of scary. Granted, there's 600-plus episodes, so yeah, they got to get, get some, some right. right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, those are my five. Awesome. Well, you li- did you list all five? Did no. You list your five? Uh, it was um, Minority Report. It was... Terminator 2, uh, Predestination, The Matrix, and AI. Not in that order, but those are the five. Brilliant. And my five were Arrival, Mad Max Fury Road, Catching Fire, The Matrix, and Children of Men. Beautiful. Awesome. Let's hope that if you could have the future be like one of the movies we mentioned, which one would you choose the ones we've mentioned yeah mine are all pretty grim i guess eternal sunshine isn't bad you there's just a surgery where you can Mm, forget things yeah but that's sad well literally but it's better than like mine suck yeah maybe her oh we haven't talked about that yeah we'll talk about that soon 
I guess Arrival doesn't have Arrival's like I not... guess yeah let's go with Arrival let's hope yeah, that just happens. like a normal life with a little with bit of some, intervention it's like a scary like alien, alien encounter that hopefully, hopefully makes works life out. more uh, meaningful yeah yeah let's go with that let's go with Arrival let's go with, let's go with more Amy our, Adams in our life our best hope is that aliens come <laughs> and it's a worldwide disaster world. but <laughs> but hey you know at least we're not optimism yeah at least we're not uh, killing optimistic Killing yeah. children, killing children in a Hunger Games. Hey, know? yeah, incredible. Well, that was a great first segment. Let's start talking. I think let's start with her. Yeah, let's do it. I agree. I think we should always, you know, side note, maybe breaking fourth wall. I think we should always start with the one that was chosen. Yeah, originally. chosen first. That's fine. By we me. chose uh, Ex Machina based on uh, her as our selection. Yes. So, um, her, her, her. This movie, I just watched it last night. Me too. For the first time. Not first time. It was already on one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and I had only seen it once until yesterday. And it, it had already Same. been on my list. And it was my second time watching. And it was magnificent. This movie is just um, all about what it means to be human. And what it means to be in, a, in human relationships. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, it is a movie of a man who, uh, a lonely man, a recent divorcee who, well, he's in the middle of a divorce, I guess he won't sign the papers. Um, and he falls in love with an operating system that he names Sam. Now, granted this, this operating system, uh, is very much high tech and, and learns and evolves. It's not like Siri, who can't no. even tell me the most basic of things. My Siri has just stopped responding altogether. Yeah, I'm honestly. kind of mad at her. I think she's on strike. <laughs> we're we're no, not. This one is has has Scarlett Johansson with the vo- as the voice and yeah. learns and adapts and and when you know don't make fun of this guy for falling in love with her because you will too. You will too, guaranteed. Yeah, my, I, my letterbox review was wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Really though, I I remember hearing about this movie existing and just thinking it was like, why would I watch that? <laughs> like that sounds so, I don't know. What's the term? Degenerate. Degenerate, kind of, yeah. but it's not. It's absolutely not. This movie is a, an exploration of human relationships. I wanted to mention it's a Spike Jones film from 2013. So I'm about to put you guys on blast again. That's my job this morning. In the AM, I put people on blast. I don't think you guys have still seen Being John Malkovich or Adaptation, which is just a just a tragedy. Nope, have not. Both, both on my watch. However, list, I have seen Where the Wild Things Are. I haven't seen that, so I guess that's oh. putting me on blast. But that's like not as me, not good. Me and Jake, rated, yeah. I didn't think I liked it. At me all. and Jake saw Where the Wild Things Are in theaters together, I think and I walked out it. and I said, "That's my least favorite movie I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, I which think is we crazy hated it. because he has her and those two that I just mentioned. But Where the Wild Things Are is three point four, and for uh, a yeah, kids movie, I want to watch it. I'm kind of surprised because uh, I love it. Like, like I'm bringing that up because it's like Spike Jones is like low volume but freaking high leveled, bro. And so those other two are great, and you'll love them. And then this one just yeah, it just like kind of yeah, kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, is this gonna be my top fifty, probably less, probably top thirty movie of all time? No way. There's no and then way. I watch it. And it's like, oh yeah, it's probably so so good. So what's so good about it? The first thing that comes to mind when I think of of her is the aesthetic. 
Yeah. Like it's like I I dream of a future where like like everyone's a like walking around, which I think yeah. I, like, I really like that about underrated. It. Which is kind of yeah, just and then the coloring was really pretty. Yes, and it was every everything was really clean. I really like yeah. that as well. Um, so that's the first thing I think of, and so and and not even just like you know the set in the like being the thing, but also just visually, this movie is really pretty it's for beautiful. for just being a dude walking around the city talking yeah, to it. Somehow, like system. his eyes are just like so beautiful. Yeah, the, the lighting, like the, even like his office space is just so. It's like, what is Queen. going on here? It's just so, and it's just so pretty. That's the first thing that comes who's, to mind. Who's gonna be the first to brave the main actor's first name? Joaquin. Is it Joaquin? Yeah, yeah Joaquin Phoenix. Not, I feel name. like I've heard eighteen versions. What have you? Heard? What, are, what are you going with? Yeah, Joaquin. Hey, I'm walking. I'm walking here. Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I think this is his best performance. And I know. Listen, hey. I know we played the Joker. Everyone, calm down. Stop throwing spears at me. Back. Me and the back. incels hey, are hey, so hey, upset. Back. Get back. I'm just saying this is my favorite performance by Joaquin Phoenix. Dang it. You're right. I think it's his best um, performance. Oh, well, right. <laughs> you both agree. Um, it was just a Joker's you know, he's, probably he's really a clear good. second. He's just one of our best They're actors. So, different. So, it's, so it's just, but looking through the 11 movies I've seen from him, I think you're right. He's um, I think his tone of voice and he's a very kind person. I feel like he's a very likable guy, you know, um, he has flaws. I feel like he plays that well. I feel like he plays it well. And I think that just the, the way he speaks to Samantha, the operating system and just how at first he's just kind of smiling and laughing like this is so weird. And that's how anyone would be. Yeah, and then he, you can just kind of see the shift in like how he slowly more and more is talking to her like you would talk to anyone else. He's so genuine and, and real. I love this character. I feel like he does a really good job of playing like a broken man who you also don't just sit there and pity the whole time. You're no. like rooting for him. You I, like get it. You like get you where get he's him. coming from, like, and you okay, get him from the beginning. Down. He's kind of you know in a moment of down. I don't think he's an overall down person but he's right. just in a tough spot right there and trying to figure things out and so yeah you can kind of like connect with him you're not yeah. like you're not feeling bad for him you're like, not just sitting there like yeah yeah well and and he's a people pleaser it's yeah. like i mean this is definitely not a kid-friendly movie or podcast so i can talk about this but like at the beginning he's having like phone sex yeah. with this like woman and i love the comedy of that scene. it's such a good just scene. how weird she gets into like a dead cat and he's like, like choke me with the dead his, cat his face is like what? he's like this is not what but I he goes expecting. with it and he's like okay yeah, he's and he's kind. like so nice and it's woman and it's Kristen wig did you know is that? it yeah. oh my gosh oh that's perfect that's really funny that's the, the voice acting in this is so good insane yeah. Yeah. and well and it's just like he's always uh caring for other people more than his own needs. Um, but it's actually really beautiful to see then the relationship that builds with him and this uh, operating system. Scarlett Johansson's work is Dog. so underrated. Dog. She I, has the most attractive voice on the planet. I like, think so. Like, as far as, like, actress, like, it's just like... I still have... I'm a sucker for a British accent, but I would say... Get out of here. More than this? I'm being honest. She's doing it. Isn't it? Not like a cockney. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. But that being said, it is a very attractive voice. Is it blasphemous to say this might be my favorite ScarJo work as well? 
Like what? I don't think it's blasphemous. There's, there's Jojo Rabbit, which would probably maybe be my next one. Marriage stories. Right? It's a Marriage hot take saying great. that you prefer not seeing Scarlett Johansson on the screen. That is a hot take. Lost in translation. <laughs> Just kidding. But she so, her work is I would say it's between that and Jojo Rabbit for me. She does great in that one. But I think I'm going with her because Yeah. The deepness that you feel for her. Um yeah is is so just raw and like it's not about just her being very physically attractive yeah which she is right but, but we don't see her at all you don't even, yeah she doesn't make an appearance and and she does so good well, at, her oh sorry she does so good at being um immediately lovable in this movie i think if she didn't do her job well then the movie wouldn't work because you you as a viewer of the movie would not fall in love with her and you'd think he's you know, crazy yeah you'd think he's nuts but she but does she, she delivers so well that you're like okay this is justified yeah like of course he's going to fall in love with her because because we all are not actually but you know what i mean yeah i think all of us are, are kind of suckers for like depth of character not that everyone in the world isn't like when you watch a movie that's kind of one of the driving factors but like these two like we, you know, we've mentioned like some of their qualities and they, they really are so likable that, that you, you do get so invested in it and in a way, and in a way that again, you wouldn't think you would because it's a dude talking to a voice is all, you know, and, right. and, and it's, man, it's, it's shocking how well they were able to do that just based on their personalities and relationship. It's just like how, how well you just get sucked right in. I think this movie is a really beautiful metaphor for, how people change in relationships and um that's like very central to her character is that uh the reason she's able to be so human and so um uh like so interactive is because she's constantly evolving and changing and growing um that's part of her like programming and so she's she's growing just like a human does and she learns and she has emotional intelligence um and so now we're getting into like spoiler territory, but as the movie progresses, she continues to evolve and change. And they're already in this relationship that they formed when she was at the beginning. Um, and like over time they built that relationship, but she keeps on growing um, and moving somewhere else that he can't really understand. I feel like, you know, an AI or whatever is, getting advanced when they're like jealous of of being of human beings yeah like when she's like jealous of having a body she like kind of chuckles and he's like what what's wrong and she's like no it's nothing it's stupid and then he's like what you can tell me and then and then she's like oh i was just imagining like standing next to you walking around and like my elbow itched or whatever and just like i feel like at that point it's like man like this is she's being jealous of being human yeah like, and I think that's part of her growth. She has that jealousy of being a human, but then she moves past it. Right. And she's like, you know, she finds what's beautiful about right. her own existence yeah, and finds her own people, other OSs. And um, at the end, she has to move on because she's advancing to a different level. And the OSs have decided to move on somewhere else where it's more fulfilling for them. And... Um, isn't that a beautiful metaphor? I think for sometimes relationships end and it's not because they don't love each other. It's just because someone is evolving and growing in a, a direction that doesn't align with 
uh, staying with the other person. I, I I think that that was beautiful. And then, sorry, I'm talking so much, but You're this good. movie is one of my favorites. top top five uh, of all time. And it's also a really beautiful movie to watch post-divorce. Um, the final scene where uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I forget the character's name. So uh, Joaquin, yeah. uh, he's writing a letter. Theodore. Theodore, yep. He's writing a letter to his ex. And he says, you know, uh, I, there's so much that I've thought of, of how I want to apologize to you, but I just want you to know that, like, we grew up together. We know each other so well. I will always love you. There's always a part of you that will be with me, and we helped each other become who we are. Oh, I was just like, it was a, it was a beautiful little cry. It wasn't an ugly cry last night. It was a nice little few tears trickling. You over. looked great while crying. I, did, I looked really good while crying last night. Uh to just a beautiful sentiment. Well, I think, I think that's one of the things, like my takeaways from the movie as well is just like, maybe I'm a terrible person, but I'm like not exactly like, you know, looking forward to or hoping for a AI relationship based future. <laughs> yeah. uh, so maybe I missed the point on that. But what I, what I do maybe, you know, fall in line with what I, what I, you know, believe and what I think, um this movie is really good about you know like you said he he went and taught he then was able to more uh more fully understand his relationship to his his ex um, who was a human who was a human um he's even more able to be there for his friend amy adams who's you know going through stuff um certainly you know we don't know what happens after but certainly his next relationship will be better off because of it um, and so I, I think that there's, um, I think that there's, I think that's one of my takeaways is just like how, how, uh, yeah, whether it's a relationship or whether it's this thing, it's like, you can see his growth and like his, um, understanding of relationships, understanding of like, it was honestly able to help him understand his human emotion better than he would have otherwise. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Not what you expect. Yeah. This movie. So this is my third time around Quick Flex because I've seen it one more time than both of you. Yeah. Um. So I probably know a little bit more about. <laughs> it. You're more qualified okay, yeah. to speak on this. So now you guys have had your say. Um. Here's what I have to <laughs> Tell say. Tell us what it's really about. Simply so what did we miss. No, I actually have nothing. I agree with everything you guys said. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just more efficient. <laughs> No, I actually no. I you think, remember more quotes from it. Yeah, I can quote it more. You could do that on one watch. Um, Who was speaking of quotes? I just like, oh, you got it. You well, got it. I just not to be the devil's advocate, but what would you change about it? Is there anything? Because oh, here's question. one thing I would change. I don't really understand what he does for a living. Like he writes those letters, but like, do they just like say, "Hey, write this letter about"? Yeah. That just is a sad kind of fake living. Yeah, I don't love it either. I don't love the fact He's really good at it. He's incredible at it. But the fact that they write fake letters to people is a big... I have, like, an issue with that because it's just, like... Like ghostwriting for love yeah, letters? Yeah, well, it's just not, like, let the people actually say what they have to say. Even if you're eloquent, like, it's not their words. That kind of bugged me. What do you have? I think... Maybe I'm gonna... Maybe I'm, like, ratting my own potential idea out here i think ch so chat gpt is a thing yeah and it wasn't the first time it's I watched helpful this. for my finals right now anyway i was literally yeah i was gonna say like sometimes though it is helpful to have like a start like i wouldn't consider myself a creative 
I'm pretty good at uh, like recognizing what I want to change in order to improve something. And so maybe editing is probably a better thing that I am rather than being the person to create the thing. And so I maybe wouldn't be able to like writing. I'm okay at, but in this scenario, these people aren't able to like put into words what they're able to do, but they use this, you know, this is a human person to, to do kind of what they're trying to do and what they're trying to express and aren't able to do. But freak, I think sometimes every once in a while I'll do it. I'll be like, man, I don't have a great review for this movie. Yep. on Letterboxd, I'm going to pull up ChatGPT, put in some of my sentiments, and it k- kicks me back. Usually, I'm, I'm always sarcastic, so I like, and do that with a sarcastic tone, so I'll say that, or like, put that in there, and then I'll go through like, five minutes of iterations of changing my input, and then based on their output, I'll, I'll and then all of a sudden, I find something that's like, this yeah. is what I was actually trying to say the whole time, and it just yeah. kind of gave me some thoughts, and so I wonder if it's kind of some, you know, this is a human doing that, but that's I, interesting that he's kind of playing AI. Yeah, he's kind of playing Whoa. AI. Yeah, um, I think no, I think that that's totally valid because people will hire other people to write songs for them for yeah. like their partner. So if like music is not your strength, you're probably not going to be able to just pick up and write yeah. a song. So it's just a, a, it's just something I personally wouldn't do. You're a writer. Yeah, but not not because I'm a writer, but I just think if I want to if words. I want to tell my mom or Sarah or someone something, I feel like I, I understand why people do it, and maybe yeah. that's not even necessarily a flaw of the movie. It's maybe it's what makes the movie good is because his job is a little morally like. Eh, you like, think it's a little bleak? Yeah, yeah, I think no, it's I a get that. Bleak. It's like it's like getting a Hallmark card and not writing in it. Yeah, except for worse because <laughs> like, you're claiming. I just wonder if these people are claiming. If, they're, if they know, they made yeah. mention in one part that that the, they kind of knew, like a couple knew that, that he'd been doing it for him for a very okay. long time, yeah. and so like he would just kind of like. There was but, a lot of um, instances of that same kind of sentiment, also because they had like a surrogate there to like um, for sexual encounters between a human and an operating system. Like there was also a surrogate for that. Mm-hmm. There's like. So it gets for that he's writing letters, you know, in place of other people. It's like just a, a future where everything is outsourced. Yeah, it's like fill, yeah. filling in some of your some of your uh, blank spaces, your discrepancies, or, or weaknesses can become strengths. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful, interesting, but also kind of bleak. Yeah. Also, there's a ton of pollution. I don't know if you noticed that in this movie. Yeah. I didn't. I know. Maybe I, that's what made the lighting so good. <laughs> I think it probably <laughs> is. No but as he's walking through the city, it's like totally polluted. And it's like something I didn't, because I always imagine this movie as a beautiful futuristic, you know, movie, and it is, but there's mm. a lot of pollution. Yeah. So yeah, nothing on the ground, but it, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And Chris Pratt. Yeah, random. Being Chris Pratt. He's Chris Pratting. Yeah, he is. He is. Just had to say that. Um. Anything else to say about this movie? I was just gonna say I really like like I can't remember the quote because I'm dumb, but uh, but basically what she said, she's like, hey, I'm going to a place. Oh. If you ever get to that place, you know I'll be there for you or whatever. Like I don't remember. And yeah, that just like I'll be there, like waiting. Sounds really stupid how I'll I said it, but it was really uh, that was one of those moments. I was like, man, that was that was a cool. Yeah, because he, he says, "Where are you going?" And she says, "I don't have words for it." Yeah, but like if you get there, we'll be there together. Yeah, and I thought that was a really cool thing. That's you know, not yeah, gonna, don't have much to expound on that. Yeah. But. No, I think that that was something beautiful. I wanted to mention. It was the one two of that, and then immediately into him writing the letter mm-hmm. to his um, ex. Yeah, it was just absolutely beautiful. To Great the, movie. To his what? His ex. 
Machina. Yo. Oh, see, this oh, is no. why Trevor always needs to host because I, I never would have thought of that. Oh, no. Ex Machina, y'all. So, this is our next dog. movie. My first question is why is it called Ex Machina? So, sure, there's a reason. Is yeah. it some Latin term for like, like, it doesn't really, there's no, the words Ex Machina are not used or seen on screen in the movie at all. Right. So, Deus Ex Machina is Latin for God from the Machine. There you go. So it's it's like used in literature and in movies and stuff. It's like um, a person or thing that appears or is introduced into a situation suddenly and unexpectedly and provides an artificial or contrived solution to an apparently ins- insoluble difficulty. So it just means like, oh, wow, that's a really convenient thing that happened that solved all the problems in this story. I knew that. It's usually a, like a... No, I do. Yeah. <laughs> It's, <laughs> I didn't know why that I knew was that. Name, I just didn't want to say it. No, I knew that Deus Ex Machina was a thing, but I don't uh, know why uh, this movie. It's usually used as a critique, and like it's like a that. negative review of something. Yeah, oh, that's like, a convenient like God showed yeah. up and fixed everything. Yeah, it can be like a, a story writing. It's like okay, that's a flaw. It's like you just like, I didn't know that everything. That makes that the movie even better. It's very cool. So why Shout is it out. called that? Still, I mean, not knowing what it means. Well, I don't want. I feel like. Yeah, this is another one I don't think we want to... Because, like, I remember the first time watching this, you just, like, get kicked in the teeth when the thing happens. Yeah. So let's not... So we're not going to spoil it. try to not spoil it. I think you can, though. I think we can do this. I think we can skip this. Okay, but this is what I will say. The thing that we can't spoil is what brings it to a five for me. Certainly. So just keep that in mind, you guys. We'll talk about what's cool, but the ending, you got to watch it. It's um, very good. There's going to be a point in this where I have to spoil in order to talk about okay, why it's so a five-star we'll, we'll have like a... We'll tell we'll you have a bigger a spoiler. spoiler clear, yeah, like, hey, this is where... Like, skip two minutes. And I'll like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch the clock, too, when it comes to that. Then we'll, we'll make sure that we'll be like, hey, skip ahead. Blah. Great. So, Trevor, why is it a five-star? Um... First of all, Domhnall Gleeson is rising rapidly in my favorite actor list. I love him about time. I love him in this. I love him in everything he's done. Star Wars. Star Wars, he does great. Yeah. Harry Potter. Peter Rabbit, even. Then, he's fun. He is fun. He's Mr. McGregor. So um, underrated. How is he not a, he's not a household so, name? And pair him with Oscar Isaac, who, <laughs> who like, I mean, I'm. Daddy. you may call me insane. Moon Knight's my, one of my favorite Marvel's You're projects. You're insane, but yes. Um, I think Oscar Isaac is so good. Inside Lewin Davis. Um, Dune, Drive, Annihilation. He's just incredible, right? Um, yeah. I love a movie that's dialogue-driven. Ever heard of my my uh, my the word dialogue? Because cause I use you it keep, 40 you times. You keep bringing it up like it's important. Um, there are very few characters in this movie. There's like a helicopter guy. There's like some people at his work. But let's be honest, there's really three characters, maybe three and a half. Um, wow. Really just... Yeah, uh... I'm saying, because <laughs> as far as interacting and, like, real, like, it's Oscar Isaac's character, it's Donald Gleason, and then it's um, the... Alicia, Alicia Vikander. Vikander. But what about Sonoya Mizuno? She did great, but, like, she... Like really, the story is about those. No, three. the story is about the three, but she's—I would say she's. Well, yeah, she, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. I feel like. No, I get A very that. small cast. Yeah. And intimate oh, film of of incredible premise and dialogue. Um, they're doing the tar. What is it? The test called that they're doing the. There's a test where you can get a person and they interact with an AI, and if they pass the test, it means that like Turing? the Turing, Turing test is the Turing test. 
Yeah, so this movie is is about a, a guy being sent to a mysterious um, house that's very secluded. It's also kind of a research facility. Um, and his job while, while there as a guest is to determine whether um, his, his boss's AI robot, you know, artificial intelligence, will pass the Turing test, which is to pass as a human. And boy, does it take you... I mean, she passed, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, you, you kind of really get sucked into her character and you feel for her and the genuine look in her eyes. I don't know. It's just very good. Yeah, absolutely. I love the character design of, of what's the character's? <laughs> What is her name? Ava? Ava? It's Ava. Yeah. yeah. I love the character design of Ava. Um, How it's her face is like a normal human face. Like it's got skin. The rest of her body is like clear and you see all the wires and robotics. And I think that's a great decision because you like almost have to have that to to keep keep in mind that she's a robot. Yeah. And they kind of say that in the movie. Like he's like. Because when she's wearing the dress. She just looks like a right. human. And he's like, why didn't you just have like me not be able to see her like a normal Turing test? Which, And he's like, no, I want you to be able to see her and still yeah. think that she's more than just a robot. Yep. Dude, he's... Oscar Isaac is throwing 150 miles an hour in this. Yeah. In this. He's just... He's just... He's like hamming it up as like this like tech billionaire oh. and... And, and and I really loved so one way I like to frame frame my thoughts on this is uh, as per usual based on a letterbox review I read where <laughs> it was like the first time you watch this you're watching this from the from the perspective of Domhnall Gleason's character and then the second time you watch it you were watching it from the perspective of Oscar Isaac's character because you understand some of the um, like how things go yeah and so yeah so for, so I really enjoyed watching it this time like kind of seeing like from his perspective dude when he when he because he's like a drunk as well like he's like always like getting just completely hammered in this movie and playing it so well and like when they're like yeah when he does the dance that's like tears it one up. Of oh, the favorite. he's like yeah let me say the quote oh it's the best quote it's so, so domino's like you tore up her picture and he goes i'm gonna tear up this effing dance floor dude check it out <laughs> and then he freaking does <laughs> he does with, oh. with his assistant woman like, yeah another another uh robot AI Listen, character. If this, if I hadn't already, if this movie was a sexual awakening for me, and I was in my twenties, <laughs> I think it is like the dance scene, just how they're so choreographed, and just the moves themselves and the lighting. Oscar, Isaac. seriously, one of the biggest smiles I've had watching a movie in a while, dude. It's just so like good. so funny. Yeah. I'm just like this is ridiculous. A terrorist dance. And it's so yeah, good. like most of the reviews on Letterboxd, Letterboxd that I've read are like about that. They scene. mention it. <laughs> well, and I love this. I love the production design. I love. I'm a sucker for a, a good house, especially up for whatever. Like we talked about in Parasite, like this beautiful, like modern oh. home. And this is a, a, a not a not as much a it's almost like a compound, but also a home. And, yeah. But then and it's like yeah, like in this I'd like there. remote. Oh my gosh, it's probably like <laughs> the best place. Like if you, if you're like, what would be your dream place to live? Probably that. It's like in the like in the woods. 
I don't want it as, as secluded. I want it to be yeah. f- uh, 15 minutes from a big city, not a four-hour helicopter ride yeah. or whatever it is, but the, just like the the place. And so, yeah, so every so scene cool. is so beautiful because every every room is so beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, like, and, and I love, and then just to, I also love simplicity. So, yeah, you have three, four characters um, in this, in this, like, intimate setting that's beautiful and so you can really understand, like, and so you can really, uh, like, really follow every, like, like, all the, it makes almost like their words be more impactful because of how, like, because of how intimate it is of a setting. And so, yeah, so, so, so you can, and, and, then the, and then how they play off of each other. So you have Oscar Isaac and Domna Gleason and their kind of power struggle because, you know, it's yeah. like employer, employee, but kind of, they're just friends but are they and and it's like yep. okay so why is why is he here and you're trying to explore explore why Dom Gleason's even the one invited to this in the first place and that's interesting and then you have the relationship between Oscar Isaac and his robots that he's created and the power dynamics there and like uh, you know how should he be treating them how like what do how do we manage that he, they're not humans but they're uh, trying to be so how do we treat how does he treat so that's interesting and then obviously kind of your main your main one is between Dom Gleason and Alicia Vikander and um first of all I think her acting is right up there with with theirs especially that she's yeah. supposed to be a, a robot and that's crazy and so for them to so like them to like get to know each other at first it's very like like you know robotic you know it's like like, like he's just like professional oh, yes. Oh, you know, very like as if you were just talking to this robot, and then by the end, he's just talking to her like a normal person, and like, you know, and so like all of those, and then I think the setting really like ties that up really nicely in a way that it like it's like so focused, so like concentrated is the word I'm yep. looking for. It's so concentrated, and I think that like that style of filmmaking from Alex Garland, who we I didn't mention that Alex Garland made this director, um, it's so so good. Whereas some of his other ones, like he did. Um, Annihilation, which is a lot like broader scope, but like this one is just so intimate that it's man. I think I think it's. I'm not an annihilation guy. So good. Well, yeah. and I think one thing that makes it incredibly good is you don't know who to believe throughout the movie. There's like yeah. a there's like a who's correct, what's really going on, who's like lying, who's not. I think that's who the most I, captivating part. Of who the movie. can I trust? There's a bit of thriller aspect to it in oh, that yeah. in that way. Um, I think, I think that's what makes you kind of glued on the screen is you're just wondering like, which of these people is, is telling the truth and which one is deceiving me because like they are all, all three, it's like playing a game of like mafia or like whatever, Werewolf. werewolf, whatever game you play where you have to lie and say, you're not the bad guy. All three of them kind of are just like. It's like everyone's a little sus. And it's such a good uh, example of that. Yeah. And so I think it's almost a mystery in that regard. Um, and it's just so good. Highly, highly recommended. For those of you who haven't seen it, don't listen for the next couple minutes. We're, we're right here at the 55 minutes. Um, I'll stop talking by 57 minutes. So then you can jump back in. Okay. So, um, Ex Machina, the ending. <laughs> I think the ending is what takes it from a solid four, four and a half to a five yeah. perfect ending. 
infuriating, but also is it? So um, my favorite take on this movie is quite like a feminist take um, that someone may or may not agree with, and I, but I think is central to the story. It's the top review on Letterboxd. Um, at the end, um, our girl Ava kills Oscar and leaves Dom Hall Gleason to die. Uh, and she goes off on the helicopter Yep, and uh, is going to go probably convince the world that she's a human. Okay, uh, She's been a kept woman <laughs> by these men, specifically Oscar Isaac. But I think it's important that Oscar Isaac is so uh, charismatic and just like physically sexy because if he was not, then then it wouldn't work because you'd automatically not be, you know, on his side in any way. It's just how we are as human beings who watch this, but he's the obvious misogynist. The top review, uh, it's by someone named Dorsey. Um, it says, this is a movie about the ways that men treat women. The obvious misogynist considers women as a tool for him to control and to F at his leisure. The nice guy wants to be a friend and liberator to women, but that interest comes and goes proportional to how much he wants to have sex with them. No matter how similar in intellect and skill we prove ourselves to be, they believe it is up to them to determine our worth, our freedom, even our personhood. F them, rock on Ava. So here's an issue I'm running into. Yeah. So I'm, for our listeners that don't want to hear a spoiler, because uh, I have like a very different take from you. Not so much, I'm not anti- what you just said yeah but like what i take from it let me think if i can basically what do you think of that i want to say spoiler alert what did she possibly say to the helicopter pilot that's (laughs) that's my biggest question it's like he he clearly dropped off one one guy and here's a completely different person who's just like okay and he's like okay i guess i'll just take you instead anyway you go i think we can postpone the spoilers hey yeah uh, i'm I'm hoping this you've 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 fast forwarded two minutes just don't listen to the rest until you watch yeah because i have things to say so okay to answer your question trevor i think it's been long enough now that anyone will hear and okay so trevor there's a chance she freaking killed him the pilot yeah yeah and she, because she's it doesn't smart. show. Yeah, she could kill him and drive it away. Why not? Yeah, she's. I guess computer. it doesn't so look that. like that. It looks that like or she he, just that or she like so him. or she just did the the whole movie in two minutes where she just caresses uh, charismas her way into the car- caresses. probably caresses too, <laughs> but like legitimately, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's not that I disagree with your take, Jake, at yeah. all. It's I think that's actually a really cool takeaway. Um, I just am not looking at this from like a fem- like it's just like I'm just looking at it as a robot versus human more That's so right, than so men right. versus yeah. woman. Yeah. Um. But yes, it is. That is an interesting thing. Yeah. But so like, sh- I guess for me, I'm just like shout out humans because like you see, like I think you kind of like maybe see Oscar Isaac as more of a bad person than I do. Oh, I think he's not totally. a bad person. Really? Like, he, if he was doing that to a human. But this is in, indeed a robot. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I, I can create a robot that does anything that you want them to. I don't know. I'm not I don't saying think there's a 
it's you don't think there's it's, morality it's a, it's, involved with that i guess that's one of the questions that's being posed in this movie right? yeah that's and yeah i don't think it's as bad as a human for sure that goes not even, so. no but like even... can it like is if they have emotion right sure right can they feel and that's a good question is that pain? Yeah, yeah the question right. of the movie i guess i just don't think oh yeah he's just all misogyny all the time i just think it's like no there's certain there's certain like he's not a one-dimensional character by any no. means. Um, then it would totally not work. Yeah, I think that uh, Donald Gleason is a great counterpoint to Oscar Isaac's character. He's a very—he's not near as charismatic. He's more on the nerdy end. Yeah, and you kind of feel for him more. And I feel like you know he was completely used. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Because that's kind of what Oscar Isaac's character was warning him. He's like, she, or does she not actually like you? And she just sees you as a means of escape. Right. And when I'm watching that the first time, I'm like, no, no, she really likes him. There's no way. And then boom, that exact thing that he says is right. the case. Like, yeah, he, she used you as a means of escape, yeah. left you for dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where, I it's think like, that's where my. You view it as more of like her using them, which it is. Yeah. It yeah, is. she wrecked because, him. Yeah, because she had to. No, she didn't. No, she, I think she did. She had to kill Oscar, but no, not she didn't Donald Gleason. No, that's true. That that's makes, true. That takes her from person uh, escapee victim to actual just terrorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying, and, and I think that kill her. And that, no, dude, that what? is insane. No, that that's insane that's no. I don't know. I think that she just, can take it out on Donald Gleason. He helped her. He was I remember watching it the first time and being pissed off that she did that yeah but it's like the more i look into no 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 i just the more i look into the the metaphor i don't think it as an actual thing that happened it was a good thing but i think it works so well for the metaphor works well sure that that it's like like how you that it's like f men that makes oh did that see and i'm see but here's the thing first of all i agree with f men period but so we have a, a, a very clear yeah issue that's there. very trash um different yeah perspective very... i think for the movie yeah. it works very well because it's like dang heartbreaking you get wrecked you realize your whole paradigm shift there yeah for the movie it works is that the correct decision no she's terrible See, so i think at that yeah. point she becomes a villain i think that's oh, why, I think, why, I agree. why it goes so crazy yeah so like i think because the whole time you're cheering for you're shipping you know domnall and and ava, uh, ava. And then she turns, and so and, and and if it was just Oscar, it's like yeah, he is kind of like he's keeping her captive, and so yeah. it's like if if it would have stopped there, then I'm like shout out feminism, shout out women, blah blah blah, yeah. sure. But like the fact that it's like no, she's just straight up evil, and it's like, and for and it's like I know like you wow. in in your the review re- you read that like oh yeah like he like is a. Well, I can't remember the nice the guy. The nice guy, but it's like can, there's nothing wrong with being a nice guy if you're actually treating her with respect. Well, it's not like he. I mean, if he if he did do something, then it's like. But even then, murder would not be the justification for. And it. I don't think it's even about um, feminism, men and women. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't view this. As I think if it was a woman who helped her get out, she'd do the same thing. It's robots versus humans. I think it's Am about I, men and women. I as think well. it's about. It could be as well, but I think primarily, at least for me, this is humans she hates all robots. humans. Yeah. This is to I quote see. Futurama: yeah. "Hey, baby, wanna kill all humans?" Like. She hates humans. Yeah. They're they're bad. They're flawed. They, you know, Oscar Isaac is a human. He created her. She, she knows all the horrible things he's done. Yeah. So she bases the human race, right, men, on all on 
you know, her this view is a of, not all men her podcast. View, her view of the entire group is based on a bad one. Yeah. Which happens. Oh, in, totally. Right. But I think that's more all humans are bad than anyway. I I think that whole. I think that that's. So I think that that's in a fair. way that justifies her screwing them both over is because she's she doesn't have her any experience trust. with yeah she doesn't trust humans at all and like and frankly for her i'm not even like because as a human who's cheering for humans i'm cheering for humans yeah but she's a robot so it's like honestly it's like if we're talking like if it's a wolf the wolf's gonna eat the human like yep so it's like shout out to her for like perpetuating robotism yeah because <laughs> she's but it's like yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Sean Haywood, a human. You want the? You don't want. I'm yeah. way more pro Oscar Isaac after after that happens than I am. That's why I said like the second time watching with Oscar Isaac, it's like, oh no, it's like he's he's a he's a shout out humans. Shout out humans versus yeah. robots. If if it's a human versus robot situation, um, uh, don't gonna... be don't don't just because it's a woman doesn't mean we should cheer for the. Woman. No, I totally agree. I, I, I see that. I see that. But Oscar Isaac is also trash to them. So it's like yeah. if you if you leave like not having the sympathy for them, and, I think you feel for every character, and you also are disappointed. But you want Oscar Isaac to I'm die. I'm not disappointed. Dom Hawk I don't want him to die. die. You don't want him to die. I'm okay with Oscar dying, but abandoning. It's brutal. Oh, I'm not saying and, it's morally correct. I'm just saying it just makes but so it much made sense. A great and decision. for me, it's kind of like a, it's like a women as villains are like girl boss kind of situation sure, so when i'm saying like yeah it's not like yeah see i don't get that from this at all like other no. movies where there is like the girl boss like i'm the one that comes to mind i don't think it's even loved by the feminist whatever but yeah. like the promising young woman yeah where it's I like i'm like movie. shout out that girl yeah getting her her comeuppance yeah. i'm not like i'm against that happening and yeah. i'm like oh no let's keep men in charge that's not what I'm trying to say here. It's just like I just don't. This this is I didn't even like. It doesn't even no, cross my mind yeah. when I watch this. Movie. Yeah. For me, it was and it's a great perspective it is that we wouldn't have if you it's were a on different the one. Yeah. Sean and I would not have even brought that up. Like no. the word feminism wouldn't have been in no. this podcast. No, I get it. Not not saying it never yeah, would be, I, but in my for head, this it's movie, human. It and listen, I don't know if it was the first thing that I thought of as well, but it's what helped make me piece the the movie together. Yeah. It's when I saw the, all the different takes, because that's not an uncommon take on the movie, is the feminist perspective. And so sure. as I've seen that, it like really, for me, made the movie make added, sense. Added and it added for depth you. for, the, for sure. the movie for me. So if you, you know, don't see it that way, then I think that that's totally yeah. fair. Yeah. Because I don't think it's overt. And I don't even know if it's necessarily... Uh, the director's intention. I However, think, I think it is just based on the fact that he made a movie called Men. I think last it is. Yeah. It's doing the exact thing, but then it's funny because he gets the backlash of like, like, like in like when they make like the Green Book, the White Savior yeah. movie. It's like basically him doing that for, you know what? Yeah, women, women. You know, and so people. You it's know, like, is it his story? And so that's why I think. Yeah, I think you're right that that is a little right. bit of his intention too. Yeah, but so. overall. I think both of these movies were great. I think it's interesting that um, that both of the AIs were women in the, in these two movies. Um, I don't, I, so I certainly think that has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, but they're both incredible. I think I would put Ex Machina slightly ahead of her for me. Yeah. Me too, but not. But not by much. It's what did you rate both of these movies? I gave Ex Machina five, and I gave her four and a half. Okay. What about you, Sean? I gave them both fives, and one of I know Ex Machina is my eleventh 
favorite favorite movie of all time. Uh, her is my twenty first favorite of all time. Oh, wow. So like we're we're splitting hairs. They're both top twenty five movies yeah. for me. They're both five stars for me as well. And her is on my top four on Letterboxd. It's like under my name. Yeah. So highly highly recommended. Certainly worth conversation. Yeah. Uh, both of these movies and there's a, up in the am here there's a lot to be talked about that we wish we had three hours but it is what it is just I watch just, the movie that's i, I want to just just pin it with this shout out humans shout out shout out, out the humans out there I'm on shout out human. women shout out women shout out men women men. shout out ai humans see see i'm on team shout human. out humans Anyway, <laughs> nothing is more human than the than, mo- a human? than the movies we have for next week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's true. It'll it'll remind you what it is to be alive in the eighties. Um, I got to pick the first movie for next week, so I chose a movie very different than these two because I I think it's fun to switch it up. I chose the eighties comedy classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Bueller. And Jake chose a movie to pair with it. I did. It's by the same director. You might have heard of it. The Breakfast Club. Two two classics. So Looking we're going to we're gonna hit up Ferris Bueller, The Breakfast Club. Your parents are probably stoked about this Oh, episode. watch it with your parents and we'll... Uh... So most of you listening are probably our age. Tell your parents about this upcoming episode. Maybe they'll like it. To hear a young person's perspective on their 80s classics. Right? <laughs> Dangerous. Anyway. We'll so. see you next week. And uh, that is Haywood's take on Hollywood.